You're listening to another episode of the Momentum Focus Podcast. We are continuing this season with conversations regarding getting well and being well. This work of wellness is not a one and done. It's it's a journey of wholeness, spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationships. And the episodes that you've been listening to, or if you're just joining us, that you're about to listen to, are going to help you adjust your focus to pay attention to what you've been paying attention to and how to find clarity and untangle the confusion that happens in our lives. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. I am your host, Amia Freeman, and we are continuing in this conversation of what it looks like to be emotionally well. Um, And as God would have it, I had a scripture that I wanted to share with y'all, and I looked up from my microphone and noticed a set of scripture cards that a friend gave me. Um, at Christmas time, and she had them personalized. And so I think I'm supposed to share this one instead. (laughs) So uh, if you care to go look it up, you can go look up Proverbs 16. It's verse 16 through verse 24. That's what I was going to share with you. And I may come back to that. But the one that caught my eye, um, so again, they're personalized cards, and it says, Amia, set your mind on things above not on the earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden in Christ. Um, I believe that is from probably the new King James version. So I'm going to read it in like just a common English version, I think is the translation. Colossians three, two says, think about what is up there, not about what is here on earth. Your former self is gone. That means you have died. And that means that your life is now hidden with with Christ who sits beside God and Christ gives meaning to your life. And when he appears, you will also appear with him in glory. It goes on to say, don't be controlled by your body. I'll stop there. (laughs) But the reason I wanted to share that with you and the reason it caught my eye is because today we are continuing the conversation about emotional wellness and emotional maturity And we're going to talk about relationships and the biggest lie that the enemy has always used against me, probably since I was a kid, is that I don't know how to do relationships, that I don't know how to do friendships, that I don't know how to do sisterhood, that I don't know how to be a good mom. And it all stems back from the pain of rejection and abandonment. And if we're not willing to get healthy in the places where our former selves lived, then it's impossible for us to live healthy now. Um, If you go back to that scripture that I just shared with you, my first thought is what it asks us to do is don't pay attention to what it looks like right in front of you. 
that we get to fix our, literally fix our eyes on Jesus because he has a plan for our lives. And though whatever relationship space we sit in, whether it's uh, just some mutual friendships, sisterhood friendships, uh, parent to child relationships, um, potential married couples or couples that are already married, whatever we brought into that relationship, if it's in the relationship, if it's not healthy, it is going to just continue to grow in an unhealthy state. So we get to do the work that is happening in our hearts that happen to our hearts and we get to take responsibility. I read it somewhere once that it's not my fault what happened to me, but it is my responsibility to get healthy. It is not my fault what happened to me. Whoever did me wrong, whoever treated me wrong, maybe even potentially how I did someone else, I did and they did what they knew when they did it with what they did what they did with what they knew when they did it. And if I stay there, guess what? I must stay there. And we're not stuck if we know that we can look up and recognize that there's another plan for our lives. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. I'm not going to keep on with that, but I'm just speaking from my own pain, my own victories, where I've seen God heal me in places that I, like I said, where the enemy has lied and said that I'm not a good friend. He's been, God's been showing me um, that I have lived that lie and hidden in that lie. So I've been afraid to step out and make new friends. I've been afraid to step forward um, and love my husband bigger because of where I've been hurt in other relationships, afraid of someone rejecting me and abandoning me because I was rejected and abandoned as a little girl. Um, but here I am as a 48 year old woman, one person might say, well, that's the past. You need to get over it. We, that, it, that it just doesn't happen that way because she's still there. <laughs> she's going to show up at the most inconvenient time. If you didn't, if you didn't get a chance to listen to the previous podcast uh, with Dr. Latrice, go back and listen to that. Cause we dive into that about the process of grieving your former life. Um, and so today we're going to continue in that same conversation because y'all, we are going to get healthy. We are going to get healthy. We are going to get whole and we are going to stay free. There will be things that come across our path and people and conversations that try to steer us in another direction, but we're going to stand arm in arm and say, yes, I am my sister's keeper. I'm not going to let her go back to that. Uh, before we press record, I told my guests that I feel like God's given me the opportunity in this space to stand in front of you toe to toe with my hands on your shoulder and look you in the eye and say, you have been acting out of character what's really going on and we're not allowed to say I'm fine because y'all know we're not fine so my guest today um I'm just gonna she was my neighbor y'all <laughs> I love it when I get to bring real friends not that my other guests were real friends but like people that I are that I really know in real life um and we were even joking that we watched our kids grow up together like literally grow up. Um, and so I've been watching her do some really beautiful work in the space of what I just talked about. And I'm going to allow her to, to share what she's doing and, and speak directly from her heart. But my guest, Paula Good, she is a transformation coach as well as an RN. And y'all, <laughs> y'all are about to get healthy. 
inside and out. <laughs> so Paula, introduce yourself and let us know what you've been doing with this good work. Well, hello, everyone. And once again, Amia, thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, and as Amia said, I am Paula Nicole Good. I am a transformation coach. I help you with uh, transforming your mindset. And I am also a registered nurse. So when I work with you, I focus on your entire being, your entire self. But my main focus is helping you heal pain from the past break unhealthy relationship patterns and really get clear on your authentic mindset so you can start showing up in your life as your most authentic self. And once you do that, you're able to evolve and grow and start hitting the goals that you desire as well as living your dream life full of abundance. I love it. I love it. And we could say, thanks for joining us today. And we could wrap it right there. No, <laughs> um, I love it because I was reading something today that was just saying, if I only take care of my spirit and I go to church Sunday and I'm in Bible studies and I'm serving somewhere in my church and I'm given to the clothing shelter and the, you know, uh, food ministries, but I physically am not taking care of myself. I'm out of balance and vice versa, right? So I love the fact that you don't just approach it from a, let's get your mind right and then say good luck on the rest of it or, or, or vice versa. Because we know, I was talking to one of my classes just the other day that we know wherever our minds go, our bodies will follow, which is why we have, which is why I was going to share that Proverbs 16, which I'm probably going to come back to it. Um, because whatever we're saying to ourselves about ourselves is going to become who we are Absolutely. and our bodies just follow suit. And oftentimes the language that we speak to ourselves about ourselves comes from those significant relationships that we've been a part of, whether they hurt us, we hurt them, words were thrown. And there, that whole sticks and stones break my bones, but words don't ever hurt me is a lie. I don't know who came up with that playground nonsense. <laughs> it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so walk us through, if I were to contact you to do like a consulting call, what, what are some of the things that you would help, um, help me to try to navigate through to figure out if this is something that I, I need? Well, with a lot of the things you've touched on with um, just experiencing some things that you carry within you, that is what we refer to as emotional trauma. And what happens is at some point in your life, whether you were five years old, 15, 25, 35, it usually doesn't necessarily have an age, but it does happen in your past. You had an experience. And in that experience, you, you had some trauma and usually, especially as a child, you don't have developed coping skills. So with that, you make a decision subconsciously and you tell yourself something and it can be something like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm a bad child or I'm too loud. I'm too much. I'm too quiet. Nobody likes me. Um, people think I'm ugly. So there's that subconscious command that you give yourself. And our subconscious is something we're really not aware of. We have our co conscious, 
and our subconscious and then our unconscious. Our subconscious really drives a lot of what we do, the thoughts we have about ourselves, the actions we take, our cycles of behavior, our habits that we have. So when you come to me, I really start, you know, trying to understand, you know, where are you in life? What's happening? And I just have this ability to see a bigger picture and see all the little details that line up. Um, and so I'm able to see subconsciously where you're making certain decisions in your life. So then once you actually start to work with me, I do a lot of subconscious transformation and rewiring of your thought process because it's within those thoughts where you truly are making those commands on a regular basis. So for example, for me, I used to think nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. And that just carried over in all aspects of my life. With my relationships, I didn't speak up. With my friendships, I stayed quiet. When it came to my professional life, I didn't step out and try to get that promotion or speak up for myself. Or just even in a crowd of people where I didn't know, I just didn't speak. People always thought, oh, you're shy. And I was like, I'm not shy. I just don't have anything to say. Well, my command was no one wanted to hear me. So I remained quiet. And so with that transformation process, like I had to go through and that I helped my clients through, we really bring that subconscious experience, those commands to the forefront. We bring it to your conscious. So you're aware of them. And for most people, when you're aware of what's happening in your life that's holding you back, you have no choice but to heal it. You have no choice but to move forward. And then from there, we start creating plans. And then we also create a foundation because it's never just one thing that you experience. It's never just that one time when you were five years old and someone told you you were ugly. Yes, I'm talking about myself. It's time, it's those times after that that you experience that add to it, that create layers and layers and layers that you're holding on to. And we break those layers. And then as you have those aha moments, as you grow, as you transform, I'm there to guide you, support you, as well as give you the tools you need so you can support yourself. Because let's face it, life is always going to throw something at you. And whenever you leave from my space and continue on with your life, you need to be able to carry yourself through those challenges as they come your way. So that's, that's the umbrella of what I do. And it's very detailed. Yeah. Well, and just what you've shared there, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> 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 True story. Cause I was, I was shopping with a friend this weekend and was out just buying workout clothes that, I mean, yes, you want to look good. And I was looking for like real workout clothes, not like athleisure that I would look cute going to Target, but like that were squat proof, you know what I mean? Right. And she, I walked out of the dressing room and she was like, those look really good. Oh, wow. Those are good. And she looked at me and she was like, don't take this the wrong way, but I really like your legs. And like, it triggered me mm. in the wildest way. And I just kind of looked at her and was like, thanks. But I could feel like I could feel myself getting hot and shrinking. And I told her later that day, I said, like, that has been a trigger area for me, just as you were talking, like realizing eighth grade, 
like eighth grade track season. And I don't know if I shared this on the podcast or not before, but eighth grade track season. And I remember, you know, those track shorts are like underwear. Yes. And I remember coming out of the locker room and one of the guys saying, dang, Amia, your butt looks like a plum. And our school colors were like maroon. Mm. And I remember thinking like, ah, and it and ever since then, like I've been super self-conscious about my lower half of my body. And 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 I don't work out to like to negate the, you know, what was spoken over me, but I also know that it <laughs> it infiltrates yeah. the work that I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um have that impact. Yeah. And it starts spilling over into other spaces. Cause I, cause even just as I'm sharing that, I can see how that would also affect how I show up in other spaces in other clothing, Mm -hmm. in relationships, in friend circles, like, cause compare, okay. Anyway, (laughs) we're not going to have an AMIA therapy session. (laughs) So, okay. yeah. so let, let me ask you this now. I know that there are a lot of people stepping into spaces um, that are very specialized with coaching, specifically in the space of women and helping them heal um, and break into like their healthier selves. What would you say, what would you say would be a differentiation between um, having someone like you work with a person not versus as in instead of, but then, you know, lining it up with therapy. How do the two differentiate? Because I know that someone will say, well, no, I've got a coach. I'm not getting a therapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, okay. So I'm going to give you two answers. So number one, there's a difference between coaching and therapy. And I would definitely recommend therapy for just about everybody. Like you can always benefit from therapy. There's, um, and there's different types of therapies especially based on um, why you're going to therapy. Now with coaching, coaching is something different where not everyone can get a coach because not everyone is coachable. Coaching is for those, coaching is for those, let me make sure I get my grammar right, (laughs) (laughs) who are ready to move from point A to point B. So for example, in my space with dealing with people who dealt with toxic relationships, there may be someone who's in a situation, they found out their partner has uh, betrayed them and they don't know what to do. Um, And they're just in the midst of being hurt. They're not ready for coaching. They may be ready for therapy if they're willing to have that conversation, but they're just in a place where they don't know which direction they should go. They would be ready for coaching once they've made that decision of what it is they want to do, what goal they're trying to achieve, and they need to get to that goal, and they know they need help with trying to get to that goal. So that's how I differentiate the two. Now, as far as what separates me from other coaches um, is the fact that I do have that nursing background. And my nursing experience is like expansive. I've worked um, in your med surge, your ICU, labor and delivery, and psychiatric um, areas. In the psychiatric area, I specifically worked with adolescents. So I was able to truly understand how child psychology works and how trauma as a child impacts you as an adult. 
Hmm. And um, that right there helps me look at an individual as a whole. I can see the child in you. I can see the different areas of life that impact you. For example, with moving into motherhood, losing someone, being sick. I also am able to see how your emotional trauma impacts your physical health because there's a lot of what we deal with that sends us to the doctors, that sends us to the hospitals, that puts us on prescription medications that's related to the stress that we carry. It's related to the, that emotional stress within us. And because I have that understanding of how you know, unresolved pain or unresolved stress impacts your physical body all the way down to the DNA level, I can really sit down and help somebody not only, you know, work on, oh, you know, I've gone through this betrayal, I had to get divorced, I need to work through that, but then also look at them to say, hey, you know, the stress that you're dealing with, the stomach ulcer you're dealing with, the stomach pain you're dealing with is related to very specific events that are causing anxiety. Let's get down to the level of the roots of what's causing these physical uh these physical pains. And then we can go even further to understand why whenever you experience this particular situation, what is it related to mentally or emotionally? Because now it's causing that physical pain that you're seeing that's sending you to the doctor every month. Wow. So it's a whole, like I look at people as a whole and that is like the scope of nursing practice. We treat the whole person, not the disease. So I bring that aspect into it very heavy. And then my uh, gift, my God-given gift, because I feel like God gave me the gift to listen to someone and be able to see their whole picture in a way that they can't, re they can't see and then start to point it out and then get them to look towards it and say, okay, this is what's happening. This is what we need to do. Wow. Oh, man. I mean, I just think of the number of us, I throw myself in that, in that, that have dealt with just in the past couple of years because of 2020, oh, right, yes. that are carrying around the stress of, like I said earlier, of like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm good. And, and we're, we're counting our blessings, you know, yes. with all due respect, we're counting our blessings, and we're seeing the things that we do have, and we're embracing that, but we're just quietly quitting <laughs> right okay. and our bodies are screaming at us our joints are swollen I was talking to a couple of friends earlier today that we are walking around with inflammation we can't put we can't pinpoint where the inflammation is coming from why we're having consistent migraines mm -hmm. and it's all of this stress that came at us on top of yeah. our regular life and I hate to say regular stress, but it's regular stress that we've just deemed doable. Right. You know what I mean? And then you add the layer of, like you said, of what came in from a childhood. Um, man, like it just, it, it makes me think of the analogy of the onion of like peeling back those different layers that the one that falls off when you touch it is not the problem, know. <laughs> you know? That's that outer shell that was created to actually help protect you or you think it's protecting you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to what you said about um, when, as you were kind of laying out the differentiation of the type of coaching that you offer and you said, not everyone 
can have a coach because they're not coachable that they have to deem within themselves mm-hmm. that they want to move. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about the process of change of like, I come to you and I say, yep, I know. I know where I've been. I'm here today and I am ready. I have already left the pre-contemplation stage. I'm ready to like, (laughs) let's go. Can we get it done? Like today, you know, Uh, walk us through that process. So, yeah. um, So, you know, I spoke a lot about the subconscious where you're unaware of things. And even though you may be unaware of things, you have to be able to make that conscious decision to say, I need help. I want to change. I want to move forward. And that's the very beginning of uh, the mindset shifting that you start with. And then I hope you get through, but you have to make that to the conscious decision. And then you have to be willing to work through different resistance. So we have the resistance a lot of times of not wanting to take accountability because that means we want to blame ourselves or say we were wrong. And for some people, that's just so hard to do, but you have to be willing to take accountability for your actions. And accountability can be something as, um, I can't think of a word right now, but I'll just use myself as an example. And I'm very transparent. So for me, I found myself in a relationship where I was in it for 18 years, married for 10 of those years, and it was a very unhealthy and toxic relationship. Um, people will say, well, what happened? Um, well, I was with an unhealthy and toxic person. Well, you can't blame him. Well, my accountability is I stayed too long. I try to fix it. I try to fix something that could not be fixed. And I allowed myself to continue to take on things that were never my burden. That's my accountability. And that's what I have to work on with what is it in me that allowed that to happen in my life. So anyone who comes to me has to be willing to take accountability, even at that level, even though you've been hurt, even though it wasn't your fault, when it comes to certain things, because some things you just have no control over. But when it comes to certain things, you have to ask yourself, why? Why did you stay? Why did you allow? Why did you put up? So that's that level of accountability. The other resistance that people may experience is the fact that healing is challenging. Mm -hmm. It brings up that heavy pain, those bad memories, the crying, the heavy emotions. And a lot of people are not ready to deal with that. But you have to be willing to allow yourself to move through that resistance, to climb up that hill, to fall into that valley because it's within that processing of your emotions that you get to the other side, that you learn more about yourself, that you realize, you know what, that hurt, but I'm still okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to have that um, mindset. So when it comes, you're like, oh, it's hard. I can get through it. Then the other thing is just the fact of recognizing we're not perfect. We're human first. And in our imperfections, we have characteristics about ourselves that just aren't beautiful. They're not fun. They're not likable. And you have to accept that part of yourself because the truth is um, there is a light in us, but with light, there comes dark. And that's what I call the shadow side. And we do that shadow work. 
And it's within that shadow side of acceptance where you start to criticize, stop criticizing yourself. So for example, I was a very impatient person and I would defend the fact that I was impatient. Where now when someone says, Paula, you're impatient, I'm like, you know what, you're right. Let me take a step back and get myself together. But that was a shadow side of myself. And as minor as it sounds, I mean, you, you can talk to some people in the past, they're like, yeah, she's too impatient. <laughs> but you have to be willing to accept that side of yourself too, the good side. And I don't like to use the words good or bad, but the light side and mm-hmm. the dark side. And I like to use the yin and yang symbol um, as um, an example. You have the light side the white side with the little dot that's black, then you have the black side with the little dot that's white. And that's where that balance comes in because you're accepting yourself as a whole. You have your low points, you have your high points, you have your ways about you that bring people in, but then you have your ways about you that can push someone out. And you have to be able to look at that dark side so you can do that healing, so you can do that rewiring of your thought processes. Wow. I mean, just the, I love the work of the shadow work because um, I know that a lot of us from our childhood, if we've walked through dark seasons of childhood and you had mentioned earlier about the child, it's like, like it's super expressive, like that, that's their light. Like they, sh- they want to show up in the, in the darkness, but then the darkness tries to overcome that the light that they carry so then as adult then they work they walk around sort of withdrawn and even I love to watch people's body language because I know that it tells the whole story um and I look at like I love to people watch but I can't for too long because I start reading what's happening in their bodies and I'm like oh I just want to sit with them and say it's okay it's not your Mm -hmm. fault um but I love the shadow work and I'm glad that you've identified um, the resistance, because my first thought, like, as I was combing through this conversation and knowing the work that you do, my first thought was the person that says not so much that they don't want to change, but that I've tried, I've tried, you don't understand, like I've tried and I just can't change the way I think about myself. And I just can't change and I like I hear them talk, and my first thought is, we need to change the way you speak about yourself, right? But I'm but I've realized that it's these deeper core values that are deep rooted. And I'm you I'm so glad that you said like you've got to get to the root cause of things because even the shadows have a root cause you know what I mean like I don't know like my mind is <laughs> it's like all over the place it's got all these things like floating around like there's this and then there's this and yes um let I want to camp on it's a big word and it's an unpopular opinion mm-hmm. accountability yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I would talk about the resistance thing, but I think we all know what our resistance is. Mm -hmm. Most of us know, most of us know that we can fold our arms and throw a a slight temper tantrum as an adult. Mm -hmm. So we know the resistance. Most of us know that. 
most of us don't know how to take accountability. So let's camp there for a second. Um, talk to us about taking accountability. I love the example, and thank you for your vulnerability of just even admitting that you're not patient because most people are like, no, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And you're going to believe that I am, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that in itself says, okay. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And it's like, even with that, I can... You know, like I said, I, I was a labor and delivery nurse, which required a lot of patience and I could have it. But once I left work, I didn't have to have it. Yeah. And so with that, I was in my comfort zone. I don't have to be patient. You know, you have to change. But, you know, and that's where that comes from. And so with the accountability, it comes from the fact of victimhood mm. where, you know, like I said, we experience things and we get hurt. And a lot of times the pain that we experience is not our fault. However, there's that line where it's like, yeah, it's not your fault, but accountability starts where um, when it's time for you to, to make that decision to heal yourself. Hmm. And with that accountability, even if it was a situation where someone did something horrible to you, out of the blue, you know, we're talking about sexual assault, stuff like that. No, you were not responsible for what they did. However, now it's your responsibility to start your healing process. Mm. And then even within that, there's a responsibility and there's an accountability for you to be honest with yourself about some things. Um, be honest with yourself about the fact of how you feel about yourself. Be honest with yourself for maybe how you feel about uh, people who are involved. We know when it comes to situations like that, we have family members that may have known. They kept a secret. They told us to keep our mouth shut, whatever. It's your responsibility and your accountability to actually allow yourself to feel angry towards that family member, to speak on it, to say, you know what? What you did, mom, auntie, uncle, whomever wasn't right. Hmm. And I don't have to um, minimize myself or keep myself quiet just because you feel like I don't want to, I, I shouldn't come out. Okay. Hmm. So there's accountability that happens in so many different intricate ways. And it's very challenging for some people um, based on the situation. And like I said, you know, we have a lot of different ways we experience trauma um, so that's an example when it comes to, you know, when someone's done something to you, I use my example of being in that relationship for so long and staying, I had to work on why did I allow myself to stay? Uh, another, um, accountability is if you're someone where you keep ending up in the same pattern, you have to take accountability for your actions. Why are you choosing these people? Why are you continuing to stay in this pattern? Why aren't, aren't you changing? Why aren't you doing the healing? Why aren't you moving forward? And that's where accountability falls in. And I think a lot of people confuse accountability with blame and blame and accountability are not the same thing. Say more. <laughs> say more because just say more and then I'll say what I was going to say <laughs> okay so with that um and then even we get into the whole guilt and shame like when you have been hurt and it's 
you have to work through that guilt and shame because a lot of times you're carrying the guilt and it's the burden of somebody else. Mm. You're, you're carrying the shame. For example, you think, um, we'll go back to sexual trauma. They touched me. I must be, you know, too sexual. I was wearing the wrong clothes. I'm dirty, whatever. That's your shame. You have to be real with yourself and, and be honest and say, you know what? I'm not dirty. Um, I wasn't wearing the wrong clothes. I wasn't in the wrong place. I didn't do the wrong thing, especially as a child, Mm -hmm. you know, you should have never, ever had that happen, but yet you're carrying that guilt and shame. So it's time for you to be accountable, to heal that guilt and shame, to move forward and to be able to face a situation, not necessarily confront the people, but like I said, you know, admit that the person that you love the most, the person that maybe was supposed to be protecting you, they were wrong. They were dead wrong. They did not protect you. They hurt you. It's not your fault, but recognize who they are at heart. If it is someone, you know, I'll say, you know, I, I was, I dealt with someone who was a narcissist, you know, there's a little bit of evil in that, if you ask me. Or if it was someone who themselves, they've been hurt and they just continued on the pattern and met. Well, they can't protect me because they can't even admit their their issues and their healing and the accountability they need to take for themselves. So they're right. not going to protect me. Right. I mean, even just as you, the reason I jumped in and said, say more, because um, as you were breaking down the accountability points and you... Um, you said like the person has to be willing to get to the place of, of, of owning and saying, what is stopping you from moving forward? What is stopping you from going the direction you want? What, what's causing you to keep, you know, making these patterns. And most of us know internally what it is. We just don't want to say it. And it's because of what you've just laid out of accountability is not blame. So yes and amen. I'm so glad that you said that. And it's not, my, one of my mentors says, like when you own your stuff, it's not shaming or shooting on yourself. Mm-hmm. It is saying, I need to get help. Like if someone comes to the doctor, if someone comes to see a nurse, they've identified the symptoms that don't look right. Yeah. They can't pinpoint what the what the ailment is or the cure <laughs> or this or the protocol for how we how do we undo why my body's doing this. They just know this is what I feel like. Because one of the first things, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, but one of the first things that the doctor says is, how have you been feeling? Tell me about what you've been experiencing. What were your symptoms again? And how long has this been going on? And if we literally sat with a pen and pad like that with ourselves, we could backtrack because even someone coming and I'm just verbally processing right now, just even someone coming to you to say, I'm stuck. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about myself. I don't know how I feel about that person. I don't, I don't know why I keep end up in this spot, but if you talk long enough, it's coming out because it's in there and because the symptoms keep showing up and the frustrations attached to why you feel what you feel. Oh goodness. Okay. 
I could keep going. Okay, so I know you've got a program that's coming up um, that you are currently enrolling, and I want to give people an opportunity to know about that because this is good stuff, y'all. I hate to call it stuff, but for lack of a better <laughs> word, <laughs> I know that doesn't sound very like <laughs> theological, philosophical, or growth worthy, but it's some good stuff. Um, and I want people to get their hands on it and, and see if this is what they might need. So tell us about the program that you've got going and how they can find it. Okay, so the program that I have is called the Magnetic Blueprint, and it is a group coaching program. And I created this program to help women come together and be able to work through the process that I have. I call it um, the healing blueprint because it's a blueprint that I have. And um, I created this process based on what I went through after healing, after dealing with uh, unhealthy toxic relationship, narcissistic abuse, and even going back into my childhood, dealing with the mother wound mm. and dealing with you know, everything that comes along with that. So with this process, I take you through this healing journey and it allows you to, like I said, um, heal pain from your past that you've been carrying around for years, helps you break unhealthy relationship patterns. So if you know that you've been in a toxic relationship and you're ending up in more, or you don't know why you ended up in it, it helps you break that. It helps you develop your authentic identity. Because like in the beginning, I said, you have to have that authentic identity. You have to be able to show up as yourself. Mm -hmm. And it helps you do that. And we do that by doing things like building your confidence, building your self-worth, building your self-esteem and learning those very detailed things of setting boundaries, finding your voice, being able to speak up, understanding who you are and how you operate in the world as well as in relationships and really peeling back the layers of that. You also learn things like um, balance through life. So, you know, when I divorced, my children were one and three. So I was uh, trying to raise those two young children, working on my master's degree, full-time job. I was so out of balance and it put me in my masculine energy for an extended period of time, which created my physical symptoms because I was carrying around stress. I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was always leading. I was always doing but there's a feminine energy that we all have regardless of gender. And with that, we need to be able to be in the flow. We need to be able to receive. We need to be able to be still, be in our creative energy. And I had to learn how to get that back in place and have that balance in life so that I could go through raising two daughters, having a full-time job, creating a business and doing everything else without taking myself out and sending myself to the ER. Uh, in hypertensive crisis, which I've done because I was so stressed out. So you learn those things of how to have that balance in your life. You also learn goal setting and I call it authentic goal setting because each person sets goals in their own way, based on who they are, based on what their life is. And you have your dream life. You know, you have this life you wish you could live. You have these things you wish you could do whether it's taking a trip, building a business, uh, starting a new position, but there's something holding you back. So after we do that whole healing process and we rebuild you and we re reprogram your um, 
subconscious so you're aware of who you are and you become authentic then we start setting realistic goals for you so you can actually live your abundant life so you can live that dream life so you can stop dreaming and start doing based on who you are and then for those who are really focused on you know their relationship whether they're in a relationship or looking for one you get clear on the type of relationship you want based on your values your standards, your authenticity, so that your partner that you choose aligns with that. So a lot of times people are choosing partners based off of this list. And this list has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It has nothing to do with the type of relationship you you want that's right for you. It's just this list that you've created based on what you've heard, what you've been told, what you think is right. But we really work on, you know, getting clear on who you are, the type of relationship you want, so you can call in your person. And I call it the magnetic blueprint because you create this magnetic energy so that when you step out into this world, whether it's in your professional life, in your relationships, in your friendships, or just you doing you in your hobbies, you feel magnetic because you feel balanced. Things are coming to you. You don't have this heavy burden of the past on you that's holding you back and Mm -hmm. overall your well-being and your health is where it needs to be because we know when it comes to health you want that longevity you want to hit your 30s your 40s your 50s your 60s without having to deal with these chronic illnesses that impact your um, quality of life so we also make sure that your health is where it needs to be yeah that is solid. I absolutely love what you're doing. Um, wow. Yeah. I was like so, frivolous trying to write down <laughs> some things, but I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to put the link to her <laughs> where y'all can find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so good. Okay. Um, I try to end each show with just lighthearted, um, rapid fire questions don't worry I'm not going to ask you like who was the ninth president (laughs) but these are just simple fun little questions so they can know who they're who they're listening to um so what would you say is your if you wanted to binge a movie what is your binge worthy movie oh definitely the lord of the rings okay yes I am a sci-fi Freak, and I've watched that movie probably 10 times, if not. Wow. I mean, the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, What is your binge worthy candy? Oh, I'm not a big candy person, but I'll have to say um, you can definitely give me a Reese's Pieces peanut butter cup and I will be your best friend. Okay. All right. All right. So, my favorite one. what is the song that when this song comes on, your head throws back and your hands go up and you don't care who's in the room because you're like, that's my song. <laughs> What's your song? Oh, that's white it just not... huh? <laughs> Hold on, wait, I'm gonna have you say it again. Because I was gonna say, it does not have to be a Christian song. It can be. It what is Wipe Me Down by Lil Boozy. Okay. That's, you know, there's something like, 
you, you get caught up in yourself and you're just like feeling it and you're dancing and you're like, wipe me down. You're just feeling like I'm this, I, I'm top notch. I'm it. This, this is my song. Every time okay. I can't help it. I love it. I love it. My son just, um, pledged a fraternity and that's one of the songs that they stroll to and yes when he dances to that song it's so funny to watch my husband try to move right along with him I'm like you're not 21 no more <laughs> how about you let that child do his thing but it that another good friend of mine that's one of the songs that she said when she hears it she like nothing else is happening nope. and it's just that song so I, I, I know it. I look crazy when I'm trying to Head, that's, shoulders. <laughs> yes, I, I, yes, I look crazy. That's all right. That's all right. Every now and then we got to have a little bit of that, right? Yes, <laughs> embody what you're, the work that you're doing, just embody it right there in that exactly. moment. Exactly. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, and like I said, the work that you're doing is priceless because um, the fact that you bring just an extensive medical knowledge and like you mentioned, working with adolescents to then speak to the, I still say that we're just adolescents trapped in an adult body. Absolutely. Because most of us, our parents didn't know what to do with us as our, as a teen. And so we just carry that into our adulthood and now we don't know what to do with ourselves. Um, So I'll finish with this. The scripture that I mentioned to y'all earlier was Proverbs 16. I think I started way back in like verse 17 or 18, but the key verse was in verse 24. Um, and verse 25, I'm going to throw in 26 because I feel like it wraps up what Paula shared with us. Uh, it says, kind words are like honey. They cheer you up and make you feel strong. Sometimes what seems right is really a road to death. The hungrier you are, the harder you will work. So I hope that that helps you to know that the words that you speak it's, it's literally feeding the life that you want to live, and but you have an opportunity to, to literally mark out that path. There's a plan that God has for your life. Things may not have gone the way that you wanted them to, but as you speak these things into existence and you continue to put your feet in the pa- on the path, lock arms with people like Paula, like myself, like I will send you resources if you need resources. If you don't even know where to begin, I'm going to have her contact information in the show notes. Um, if you need somebody to just walk through with you to, to help you realize this is what you need, I think this might be the program for you. That's not a plug. It's a plug, but it's not a plug. It's a plug. <laughs> I can because it's my show. So at any rate, um, thank you again. Um, I hope that we can have you back here on the show again to just dive in even deeper Um, It would be really fun to have a panel of us all at the same time diving into the topics of our expertise to really maybe even a and a where we get some people to call in because we can have them call in some questions. So, yeah. Um, So thank you for listening. I really pray that this episode has helped you to adjust your focus and I hope that you will stay along this journey of emotional wellness with us, be sure to um, sign up for the newsletter because we're going to be having um, a workshop where you get to sort of process this on paper. Um, Y'all know I'm a huge advocate of journaling. So we're going to be doing an emotional 
wellness. I was going to say emotional trauma, but nobody's going to come to that journaling session, but emotional wellness journaling session where we can walk this thing out y'all. Cause we can't just talk about it. All right. So put, put your, your thoughts and all that energy into your hands and feet and reach out to somebody that can help you do the work as well until we get to chat with each other again, y'all be well and um, stay faithful, stay faithful to the work. Don't give up. Love y'all so much. Take care.